Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill hello 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 welcome in hello we meet again my god it is another edition of the eric zane show podcast we have begun a daily show where i discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures uh, three dogs in one spot behind me on the couch, the couch that has been here for five years has never looked so beautiful as the Detroit lions couch cover is on it. Pooh bear said, it's time to put this thing on here. Cause she got it for me for Christmas. And she's like, come on now, let's go. Let's put this thing. Come on. Let's go. That's what the, that's what you yell when you're winning at sports. Let's go. Put that thing on there. So then it's, uh, the dogs are going to, oh, they're all piled on it now. Probably going to, Darla immediately started like scratching at it. Like when there's like something new. Hey, I gotta, I gotta uh, get my spot ready. I'm like, stop scratching at it. You're going to rip the damn things. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That is how we start this show. I have, um, distance myself from everything that talks about the lions like on facebook and uh, twitter i was in all these like lion groups like uh one pride on facebook and all this shit and uh i ended up like not following unfollowing because I'm finding that it's just consuming me. And uh I like I I uh I don't 
I, I'm not the same after that game on Sunday. I mean, I am. I was such a fragile, frail old idiot stressing out after every minute. It didn't help that during that game on Sunday, every time Stafford would drop back to pass, the wards, that would be Diana and the NFK, would start screaming, come on, get him! And I'm like, you know, I can't. I just, I'm quiet. I'm very, very quiet. Even when they score, I might like lift up my hands, but um, I, I try to just be even keel and they are screaming at the TV. I think I might need to get some video, some hidden video of them freaking out for the next game coming up on Sunday at 3 p.m. The Lions will host Tampa, who, all right, earlier in the year, they beat these fuckers badly. They're much better now. Detroit is going to be fucking uh, uh, getting it all from Tampa, all 12 inches. Uh, this game, the divisional playoff game. So if the Lions like win that, then they go into the like the uh, final round that could determine who's going to the Super Bowl or that who will determine who's going to the Super Bowl. I uh, I was a lot of people were surprised that Tampa was able to beat the shit out of the Eagles last night, but they did. They just destroyed them. The Eagles started the year at 10 and 1. And then they totally fucked everything up. It's an absolute collapse. They turned into a huge pile of shit. And uh, I think that we need to look at Matt Patricia, who's the fat fuck asshole coach who used to coach the Lions. He's a defensive uh, coach for the Eagles now. And uh, they suck dick. So fuck him. Fuck the Eagles. Uh, fuck your fly Eagles fly to me. Uh, the world needs less Philadelphia sports teams. Eat shit Philly fan and your stupid fucking idiot football team and your hockey, baseball, basketball team. Fuck off. It's a damn good thing. I'm very, very happy that Tampa, uh, uh beat the shit out of them. I love comeback stories and this quarterback Baker Mayfield like he uh he shows up in the NFL and all he does is nothing. He turns into a big pile of shit. And then, you know, finally last chance he winds up in Tampa and now he's good again. So that's uh that's awesome. I love that. I think he might have had like one good year in Cleveland. Nick the electrician writes, go birds. You like the Philadelphia Eagles? Haven't you lived in Michigan your whole life? Are you one of these dickheads who, like, the home team keeps losing? And you're like, well, I'm going to stop rooting for them and find a new team to root for because I'm a fucking finicky asshole. Is that you? Corey says, when Patricia was the defensive coach for the Pats, 
I'm now convinced it was Bill Belichick that was actually doing everything because when he spent a season as the offensive coach, he was terrible. You know what else is terrible? Your ability to put those messages through uh, on the chat. That's as bad as anything Kenny ever did. I had to like slog my way through it to read it in a cohesive manner. The Danacy, uh, Danity says, that's weird coming from a guy who said the Lions were going to lose Friday. Yeah, but I wasn't saying that like to spite them and saying it like, um, I hate the Lions, asshole. I'm just, I was just being real there that I just didn't think that they were going to win. I was very concerned about that. So shut up. Uh, Patrick says Mayfield played hurt his last year in Cleveland. Yeah, dickhead. Just because I say that the home team is going to lose, it doesn't mean I'm rooting for the home team to lose. Of course, I wanted them to win. What do you expect, man? I've been through 43 years of misery. It takes a little while to get over the trauma that has occurred for so long. So knock it off. Uh, I don't, I'm not making a, uh, a prediction for the Bucks and the Lions. I will not say who's going to win, you know, what, or who I think. I'm not doing that this time. Because, first of all, I'm not so sure the Buccaneers are a more formidable opponent than the Rams. But at the same time, I don't want to be the guy to say the Lions are going to win that game and then be let down. It's very, very important for me to expect the worst and hope for the best. That is one of the ways my brain navigates all of this. This is uncharted territory. The last time we had anything like this happen, I was uh, 21 years old. I had just recently uh, begun shacking up with Pooh Bear. And the Lions won a playoff game back then. That was the year that the guy got paralyzed. This dude on the Lions named Mike Utley earlier in the year uh, landed on his head and been in a wheelchair ever since. And that was like the big rallying cry. The coach of the time at the time, his name was Wayne Fonts. It was hor- he was horrible. We used to call him his nickname was Cocaine Wayne because I think he got popped for possession. Anyway, the guy Utley in '91, he's badly hurt, paralyzed. They're taking him off the field on the stretcher. He's never never walks again. And while he's being led off the uh, field at the Silverdome, he puts his hand up like thumbs up, you know, thumbs up. Like he was saying, I'm okay. Well, he wasn't, you know, he, he was paralyzed from like uh, the chest down or the waist down or something like that. So he should have been like given the middle finger, you know, I'm not okay. Fuck you. But he did thumbs up and everybody's like, oh yeah, he's all right. Okay. And then, so 
The Lions used that as a rallying cry all year. Like uh, fonts, okay, it'd be like third down and 25 yards to go. And they they looked at him, all right, what play are we going to run? And Fonts had no idea because he was a horrible coach. And he would just give like a thumbs up. And then they'd figure it out. That was like the rallying cry. And it got him quite far. Hey, thumbs up. It's a thumbs up play. And there was t-shirts all over town. It had like a thumbs up. Thumbs up, Mike. And then that coach, Fonts, you know, he'd start to suck. And they'd get him at a press conference. they ask him questions about the ineptitude of the offense. Why they're using Barry Sanders wrong. And he'd just go, thumbs up. Thumbs up. And then everybody go, oh, yeah, that's right. They, like, fall for it. The guy, he, like, had a long coaching career with Detroit just by thumbs up. Cole says, I would love to see someone stretchered off and flip the crowd off on the way out. Boy, that would be weird. They're all, like, politely clapping. You see a middle finger show. So I'm a, I, you know, I am cautiously, I don't even want to say optimistic. I'm cautiously cautious. It is very important for me to approach these games, uh, in a pragmatic way of just don't really seriously do not get too jacked up about the lions. Chris says the Lions, uh, Wayne Fonts had Barry Sanders, and he had a terrific uh, batch of receivers. He had Herman Moore, who was an All-Pro, Brett Perriman, who was an All-Pro, and Willie Green, the touchdown machine, Willie Green. Uh, The quarterback position was garbage. We had uh, Eric Kramer. Rodney Pete and Andre Ware. If you were to combine the skills of all three of them, they made like a fifth string quarterback. They were miserable. But somehow in that playoff game that they won 32 years ago, Kramer had a great fucking game. Dallas started this quarterback named Steve Burline, and he was shit. And then after he was horrible, they brought in this young quarterback who also sucked dick named Troy Aikman. They murdered that fucker too. Then they went on to play Washington in the, the winner of this game, Washington and Detroit goes to the Super Bowl. That's right. The Lions had a chance to go to the Super Bowl in 1991. And they were jail sexed. It was brutal. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. That was the end. So after the Eagles get jail sexed last night, here's how it shakes out. I didn't even mention to you yesterday that the uh, Houston Texans and their quarterback, rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who's had just a fantastic year. That's the kid out of Ohio State. They obliterated Cleveland. Cleveland finally figured out that they've got a 69-year-old quarterback. The Texans beat the shit out of them. So now the Texans travel to the Ravens. If you're the Ravens, who are quite good, 
you know, you are concerned about CJ Stroud. You better, you better put him on his ass. and Don't let him get any momentum. The second game of Saturday, the Packers travel to San Francisco. Oh my God. San Francisco is like, Oh fuck. Of all the teams, we get this hot as hell team who have, they, they have nothing to lose. They barely got into the playoffs. And now they're playing great after that embarrassment of the Dallas Cowboys. I love that so much. And then on Sunday, 3 p.m., Buccaneers at Lions. Oh, no. Fucking shit. Followed by Chiefs traveling to Buffalo. Hurricane Ashley says sports chat is so boring. I'm self-timeouting. Well, sorry. Not everything is is a winner. Uh, Star Wars sucks 69 says we still have Bill's Mafia doing stupid shit. This is anything but boring, woman. By the way, yeah, why, why don't you just keep it to yourself? Do you have to announce that this is boring? That'd be like me walking up to you and saying, oh, hey, uh, your makeup's boring. What the fuck? Nothing pisses me off worse than someone just saying, yeah, yeah, you're boring. You fuck off. Fucking idiot. She says, I don't wear makeup, you loser. Oh, bullshit. If I took my fingernails and scraped your head, your your head would be this big. It's layered like an onion. Don't give me that. I don't wear makeup bullshit. I don't wear makeup. I don't even wear makeup. Fuck you. Suck my dick. This is boring. I love this. Oh, fuck off. Fuck you. It's annoying as shit. Ashley says, look, everybody agrees this is better. Oh, my God. I love this. This fucking sucks. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Fuck off. (laughs) Amanda says, Eric paints a really great picture of sports. I have decided it is no longer boring. It is fun to try to envision this. Ashley says, I love it so much. Donko says, so much makeup, Jimmy could make a carving. All right. We have a big fraud Thursday in store for you this week. I am not yet sure. I know, of course, we will be doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Um, the idea is then prior to it, we will uh, be doing a review show. I can't figure out if it's going to be who are these Zanes or who are these Freebeers. 
I kind of want to do another episode of who are these free beers. Um, that one audience member, Michael, is the guy who sent me the uh, email and said, I signed up for who are these free beers and it's been way too long since you did an episode. I was like, oh, fuck. I just got one done. Give me a fucking break. I'm plowing snow, which thank you to some neighbor. I think it was my neighbor, Keith, who gave me a free plow job. That sounds weird. Uh, when I went uh, out yesterday, I was like, oh my God. You see, this is the way to go. Um, my neighbors are so fantastic. Um, they know that I am without the snowblower and now they're just randomly, uh, plowing my driveway. Like I'm the, uh, you know what? It dawned on me. Everybody here is younger than me, except for the big cheese, Don Gouda. I'm like the one guy in the neighborhood that everybody is starting to look out for now. Like I'm that old. That they're like, oh, better go do Eric's driveway. I'm like, oh shit, it it hit me right between the eyes. That they're like, well, yeah, we got to take care of him. We don't want him to have a, a heart attack. He's old. Like, oh my god, that's me. Amanda says, I wish my neighbors were that night. Nice. Turns out I'm going to have to ask my house cleaner if she wants to shovel in front of my mailbox for an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> god damn. Uh, Aram writes, I think that our pals, Freebird and Howings have a new guy with a microphone now. Um, they did some reshuffling of the deck. The show, if you were to, uh, so you have Greg, Chris and, uh, Kelly, they are the hosts and Steve and the young lady, um, Maitland are the in-studio producers who talk as well. And then there's a young man who is in the other room. He is the out-of-studio producer. Wow. That is some... That is a lot of people. A lot of people to put out very, very little content. Um... Some of you check out the show from time to time when I'm not, uh, you might even listen every day until this one starts. That's totally fine. Hell, I don't even give a shit if you listen to them from beginning to end, as long as you at some point listen to me. Chris says the new kid, Tommy actually has a personality. Uh, I've not heard. I think Amanda was the one who revealed that the new guy's brother used to uh date amanda's daughter amanda's daughter's name is uh mermaid or something like that i forget what the fuck her name is miranda mermaid Mimard. anyway miranda's daughter mermaid amanda's daughter mermaid used to date the new freebird hot wing show cast members brother Little small world thing, little tidbit going on for you. All right. Corey says, is that more people on their show than Howard had? You know, I don't know. All right. So we continue to get hammered with snow. My 
God. Um, and uh, so that's uh, Diana. She shows she's she gets out of the driveway today and she texts me. I need snow tires. I'm like, okay, that's on the list of things to do. I gotcha. I gotcha. Amanda also adds that the new guy, uh, Tommy on Freeburn Hot Wings show, his dad is uh, on the Christian radio station. A local show named Tommy and Brooke. They've been around forever. And um, so the new guy's dad is the Tommy from the Tommy and Brooke. He's on like a, a local radio station called like um, uh, Bread and Loaves 101 or uh, I don't know, 98.6 The Sacrifice or uh, I don't know, Jesus FM. So you know that uh, there's probably a little raised eyebrow when uh, when old Tommy there, the kid, is hanging with like the the poo poo pee pee caca talk morning show. That's what he's doing on that show. Tommy and Brooke, you know, basically they start at four a.m. every day and they go to eleven a.m. The morning show starts at four a.m. till eleven. And from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m., they talk for a grand total of like uh, 90 seconds. That's it. That long of a morning show, no talking. That's what they do. Now, that is a great gig. Cole says we better do around the radio dial. No, I'm kind of with Aram on that. That that bit, as much as I try to get it to stick, it always it always seemed like the momentum died every time we we did it. So I, I've decided to pull the plug. I've had too much grief about around the radio dial. You know how it is. Tell Eric Zane what sucks, and then he'll stop doing it. Yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, all right. So big fraud Thursday happens this week. More than likely, we'll be doing Who Are These Free Beers Again. Uh, Dear Meathead happens tomorrow on the show. I need questions. I always need questions on Dear Meathead. Uh, send them along. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. We've been a little lean lately. I would love to hear from you. Uh, yesterday was the day for the Iowa caucus. If whatever you're listening to every day does not mention... Things like this. Uh, that's because they are afraid of alienating or pissing people off. I find that to be embarrassing. Uh, I always talk about these things and tell you my point of view. And uh, then say, take it or leave it. That's how I feel. Uh, the last time in 2016 when Trump did the Iowa caucus, he lost. Now, he's so dominant that he got 51% of the support and everybody else got 49%. What a slaughter. I was, um, the news media, they don't really cover him like the way they should. Because afterwards, he spoke 
for about 25 minutes. And they just described him as being magnanimous and thankful and polite. And he even was appropriately behaved when it came to his opponents. Well, that's easy to do, you know. I mean, you're up by, it's like a hundred to nothing. So he's, he's not like riled up. Now, if it were close or if he lost, you know he'd be laying waste. But if you're an opponent of Trump and he's attacking you, that's a good sign. That means he's concerned. He kicked everybody's ass so badly yesterday that he was actually polite to the rest of the losers that finished so far behind him. He didn't call them by the uh, shitty names that he makes up for them. Nothing. He was actually uh, kind to these people. That's how bad they're getting beat. You're getting beat so bad that Donald Trump is speaking nicely about you. When have we ever, ever seen or heard that? Uh, they, they talked on NBC this morning that if you were to track Trump's surge in popularity, goes back to, I think, uh, last March. Um, so what, 10, 10, 10, 11 months, nine, 10 months, somewhere around then. That was when he was first indicted. His first indictment. I think he has four indictments right now that he has to answer to. And you can actually track his popularity soaring with every indictment. So let's be perfectly honest here. The only reason why he is being indicted right now is because, um, the government doesn't want Donald Trump to be in the white house again. Make no mistake. I don't want Donald Trump to be in the white house again. If you want Donald Trump to be in the white house again, you're a cock. He's going to be in the white house again because every time, uh, he's indicted is this has totally backfired. Oh my God, huge spike in popularity. And he's doing the, instead of thumbs up, he's doing double barreled. Fuck you. We're going to live in a world before you know it, where he is going to be the president. And remember, he said on day one, he's going to be a dictator. So whatever it is, that's going to happen. He's going to have another one of those days where he signs the executive orders. And we may actually have uh, executive orders to, oh, I don't know. Uh, Let's see. I want you all drilling in all these places for oil that we could never drill before. Uh, I want all the electric vehicle plants shut down. I want everybody to uh, burn shit on their front lawn to increase our greenhouse gases. Uh, All this other crazy shit. That's what Trump's going to do. And then he's going to, the cherry on top is going to be, I am pardoning me. So right now, DeSantis and Haley are like, he's actually being polite to us. He's actually talking positively about us. That's how bad we were jail sexed in the Iowa caucus.
Oh my God. Evangelical old white people have spoken. Now, the suspicion is that in other communities that primaries happen and it'll be closer, but probably the same result. I believe the state of New Hampshire, they have a primary next. And if Trump runs a table, uh, like most suspect he will, he will be the nominee against Joe Biden. Uh, in Iowa, they have 99 counties. I'm sorry. Yes, 99 counties. And um, if you were to look at a map of the state of Iowa, every county is red from the Iowa caucus. One county is blue. And blue was not Democrat, but a county that he did not win. One of the other candidates had won. And the margin was one vote. One vote in the Iowa caucus. Had he gotten one more vote, Trump, he would have won 99 out of 99 counties in Iowa. That motherfucker did not spend one red cent on advertising in Iowa. He didn't do any debates. How would you like to be the guy who just has to wake up every day and they and they want to put you in office? You don't even have to do anything. What the fuck? Uh, these, this, uh, commentary on this murdering, this, uh, this destruction, this one-sided affair has Brandis waking up. She lives in the great state of Iowa. She says, I fucking hate my state and all the dipshits who live here. Fuck. Chris says he knows he's going to need a running mate. Maybe that's why he's being sweet to those people. Brandis says, yes, I live in Iowa. Stupid brainwashed Iowa fucking shit. There goes democracy. (laughs) No protection of the Great Lakes. Oh, without a doubt. They don't give a fuck. What do they care? Just dump the pollution in there. Fuck you. There's uh, Donut Dan says that that brown dude... Vivek, what's his face, withdrew last night from the race. Good, I hated that fucker. Brandis says, why the fuck do I live here? Chris says, LOL, heads exploding. Brandis says, embarrassment. Patrick says, that's incredible. I was unaware. He didn't even do ads. It was tough even just to get him to there. Trump, he he was, he didn't want to pay for the flight to get there. To go there and say, hey, Iowa, uh, vote for me. They were going to anyway. What a time. What a fucking time. Well, there you go. That's EZ's breakdown of the Iowa caucus. The Iowa murder. So you got New Hampshire and then South Carolina. Yeah, it's fucking over. There, you know think about this how the hell is biden going to survive he barely survived uh the first time around this may be the biggest defeat in the history of any presidential election dirt racer 
16 says it's easy to see why Zane fell to where he is now. Okay. All right. Thank you. I think that's somebody being mean at your old pal EZ. Chris says fell. Well, look, these people seem to think that I've been elevated. I've got almost three dozen people that tend to disagree with you, my friend. Patrick says, I think Nikki Haley was pulling really well in New Hampshire. I suspect that Dirt Racer 16 uh, doesn't like my political leanings. Look, you got to understand, I got a lot of people here who uh, fucking love Trump. They love him. And they understand that what's right for me is just right for me. I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't push it on anybody. Just my opinion for fuck's sake. Like Cole there, he's running, he's uh, uh, rooting for Trump. He's a fuck face. There's several, several people in here who love Trump. And for the record, uh, Biden's horrible too. These are both shitty, shitty candidates. Horrible. So suck my dick. What do you think of that? Uh, Cole or Chris says, easy doesn't even have to leave the damn house. It's falling up. Well, you know, it is a lot of work. I'll say that. Dirt Racer 16 says, our candidates are terrible leaders of the of the few world and this is what we bring i don't know biden the new jimmy carter without the humanitarian virtue oh biden's horrible uh for audience members who are really wound up about the fact and upset that trump is going to win just know this biden's not much better and at the end of the day nothing's going to change for you and i it's more like just something to talk about for me. My life has never been altered one way or the other because of a president, because of a new president. Never. Nor has yours. To me, this all allows us to uh, uh, sit around and look at the idiots. The idiots come out of the woodwork. It's very entertaining to me. To me, the presidential election is strictly entertainment. There is nothing in any of this that affects me personally. Not a bit. I'm more concerned about the lions than I am who's in the White House. Rebecca says, I disagree. I'm a woman and my husband is black. Well, as usual, I'm not going to go out of my way and tell people what they should think for me, for you. It might be different. Obviously it is. Tyler says my favorite thing is watching all of the, I'm moving to Canada. Dumbasses post-election LOL. Yeah. I would never do that. Now I'm just going to live here. Uh, I am hoping and praying that um, 
our dear beloved, uh, dearly beloved Darla, Darla over there. Sorry, I can't talk. Uh, d- does not have uh, Christmas ornaments in her belly. Pooh Bear came in here yesterday and she said, oh, boy, by the way, this is what Darla just uh, puked up. Hang on. What are you doing over there? Time out. Sorry, she worried me. The other day I'm sitting right in here and Pooh Bear comes in. She goes, oh, by the way, Darla puked. And um, in her hand was one of those things they're called like widgets. You put them in like your Crocs, little pieces of plastic with like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Might have a Pokemon on it or something like that. She puked up one of those, a couple of peanuts, a lot of thread. It's like, Jesus Christ. I can only imagine what else is in there. Uh, she had been puking quite a bit. And the thing is, if the dog, we have a friend of the family whose dog was chewing on like a, 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 a pole, a rope pole. You know, you play tug with the dog. If you ever play tug with the dog, take the rope away after you're done playing tug. Because if they chew on it, those threads, they, they ingest them. And we just had a friend of the family whose dog required emergency surgery to get that out. And the dog did not make it. The dog died. I'm like, my God, that's all I need. That is all I need. All right. For those of you that are enjoying this show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, it's time to say goodbye If you want the full show, uninterrupted, audio, video, and live every morning, download the Twitch app. Search Eric Zane Live, and there I am. If you're on a desktop or a laptop, you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Eric Zane Live, all one word, is the key. Follow the page, subscribe to the page, and off you go. The audio podcast is available shortly after I finish this show. Uh, Everything I say here becomes the audio podcast. Downloadable wherever you download shows. Subscribe. I prefer Apple Podcasts. And then it shows up uh, every single day. Uh, And then, of course, there is the Patreon, where I feature new content every day of the week. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, the daily Patreon bonus podcast, not to mention uh, this Thursday, it's a big fraud Thursday with who are these free beers? We have officially decided that now. Uh, ben Glaze and I review current episodes of the world famous free beer and hot wing show. Growing bigger and better by the day. Not to mention that we have the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast shortly thereafter. It all gets started this Thursday right on Patreon, and you can try it for free for seven days. I just had a couple new people that just signed up for free seven-day trials. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for a free seven-day trial at Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then, of course, thank you to um, you for following those platforms as well as on YouTube. Cole says, what about Snipe streaming free beer and hot wings? I don't like doing that. The reason why 
Snipe streaming is when you watch a show live and then, you know, make your cracks. I don't, I don't like that because it's like walking on a tightrope without a net. You have no control. And it might be something that, you know, the jokes that you would normally think of just aren't happening. And it can turn into just you sitting there watching another show. Snipe streaming is, uh, or stream sniping, whatever you call it, is, I don't, I don't like it. I would rather review it, pull the clips I want, and then review, knowing that I've got something interesting and funny. If I go into anything with that amount of uncertainty about whether or not it's going to be entertaining, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. Can't do it. Cole says if they keep adding people, they'll just have enough time each segment to do around the room, then back to the commercials. All right. Thank you again to you for checking out the show. I have a new sponsor. It's my own store called Vouch. If you go to vouch.store, slash Eric Zane, you will see the products that are for sale on my vouch store. Thank you to my pal, Kevin, who came up with this. He's merging content creators with small business. I just threw up the uh, link for you on the uh, Twitch chat. When you go to vouch.store slash Eric Zane, you will see what is available for you in my store. The Camp Craft Cocktails. You booze hounds would love this. The Rum Bundle. You get three jars, which if you really want to get shit-faced and act like you're at, uh, by the campfire, you got to drink it out of a jar. You get three jars for 75 bucks. You're thinking, that's fucking, I'm getting ripped off. Nah, you fucking moron. Each one of these, you fill with booze. All right? After you drink all the booze out of them, either for mixers or if you really want to get smashed, just drink it straight out of the dumb jar, you can fill it up again. So that's 16 drinks per. These three jars, that's 48 drinks. Um, so without the booze, that's about a buck 56, a drink that's dirt cheap. You add your own booze. You got the, uh, three different kinds there, whatever you want, add the rum and make your own drinks. Add 12 ounces of rum to each kit, refrigerate for three days, shake before serving, add one and a half ounces to soda, juice, and or tonic. And there you go. You got like the infused rum. Try the Camp Craft Cocktails. If you don't want to spend 75, you can spend 25 on either the old fashioned. You just add the ingredients for an old fashioned. There you go. Or the sangria. Or this one called Sweater Weather, which is like cinnamon and fucking marshmallows and some shit. There you go. Marshmallow, cinnamon stick, ginger, citrus infused, non-GMO, vegan sugar. 
infused with whiskey, bourbon, vodka, or hot water for a zero-proof recipe. So there you go. Try the Camp Craft Cocktails. These are all small businesses that have teamed up with podcasts like mine uh, to put their products, make them available for you, my audience. Everything you purchase, a portion of that goes to my buddy Kevin, who came up with Vouch, to the people who make the products, and some of it to your old pal, EZ. This is a way to support the show and get a product in return. Different than Patreon. Some of you are like, I'm not paying for fucking Patreon. Fuck him. That's totally cool. I get it. But if you still want to support the show, you can buy any one of these products. The Camp Craft Cocktails, the coffee made by, um, it's called Split Rock Coffee, either the ground or the whole bean, or buy the toothbrush. All these products are available at vouch.store slash Eric Zane. All right. Aram says, yeah, stream sniping. We might get stuck listening to a whole story from Steve or Hot Wings. Boy, I was reviewing yesterday to come up with something for this show on Thursday. And Hot Wings made a big deal, a big, big deal. He described that he bent his garage. And you're like, what? Bent the garage? And then he proceeded to tell you the story of how he uh, put his vehicle too far into the garage and hit the wall. And man, we were heavy on the details. My God. Chris says, I heard that segment. He was so flabbergasted. Flabbergasted is a good word because no matter what he's telling you, it always has this, oh my gosh, type of uh, a pattern to it. Everything is, can you believe it? Oh my goodness. I bet my garage. I went in too far and I hit the wall. And it was, oh, yeah. And it's always like so over the top when he does it. God damn, it's painful to listen to. Hot Wings is uh, impossible to listen to, but if the only way you can uh, that he can give himself a shot at actually being uh, not a liability is if he speaks in like two, three word bursts, like every other minute. Really bad, really, really bad. I can't. Even, in fact, I was listening to that. I was like, I don't even know how I would be able to use this as a clip because it requires to shift. I would have to play all of this long drawn out backstory. He, uh, in backing in too far of his garage and hitting the wall, he had to start it with explaining how excellent he is at backing up. So he's going into great detail about his skill set when it comes to backing into the garage. And that took a while. And then he needed to give us the background of how backing into the wall of his garage came to be. And that meant going down the road of, 
Well, you see, I, uh, <laughs> I moved a cabinet and I had forgotten that the cabinet, it was on a portion of the garage where it's raised up. You know how like in garages, one part will be a little bit higher, the concrete. And you know, I, I put the cabinet there and I <laughs> forgot that the cabinet was there and I was packing up and oopsie, I lost my brain and I went a little too and this goes on and on and on. And I mean, we got all of the details. Oh, fuck. And then it, uh, it just, it just, all of a sudden you're through like, uh, like if you ever saw the film interstellar when Matthew McConaughey, his character uh, just decides to save the crew by, uh, 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 slipping into the black hole. That's a metaphor for the story. Hot wings is this goddamn black hole and everything is getting sucked into it, including, uh, energy. I'm waiting as he's telling this drone fest to hear. Dude, what the fuck? Why do you do this? My God, Chris, I'm glad that you heard that. I may review that. I may not. I don't know. I have to listen to it again to figure out, you know, what can be edited because I run a risk by playing anything that hot Wings says of like you all committing suicide again, luckiest man in the history of the radio industry, the luckiest he's lucky because he was associated with me at a time. That is, that is what he is the. That is what he is most lucky for. Your old pal, Easy saved his job more than once. That fucker. All right. No big deal. Um, the open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast, in addition to being brought to you by my vouch store, is brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Frank Fuss is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Today, I'm going to focus on the fact that some Americans, some of you or someone you know or love, is starting to think about, dare I say, retirement. And I'm guessing you don't have the first fucking idea about what's going to happen or your loved one. All I want you to do is mention the name Frank Fuss. This guy, he's a, a guy who gets ducks in a row. He's a duck row guy. All of your ducks will be in a row concerning your social security benefits and with all of your Medicare benefits. The old folks we take care of in the U.S. and we take care of their health care. That's how we do this here. All right. Medicare is terrific, but there's a lot of hoops to jump through to make sure that you have everything worked out appropriately and you can screw this up. So what you need to do is reach out to Frank fuss when you're planning that. Hey, I'm six months out. I need help. What do I do? Frank does everything. The best part is this is what you pay Frank. 
Zero. Zero dollars. Instead of thumbs up, you do zero. How? Well, he gets paid by insur- the insurance industry to get you into policies. All right. You see, Medicare, yes, it's state-funded, but Medicare is not an insurance company. It's an entitlement that you get uh, for years of paying taxes in the U.S. They pay for your insurance policy. So you have to get into a policy. Frank gets you into the policy and make sure everything is taken care of. All you have to do is pass along to your loved one or look it up yourself. Go to buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. Mention my name. There's a little drop down. It says, how'd you hear of me? Put Zane. Uh, Frank also specializes in uh, healthcare.gov on the marketplace. Can help you with life insurance and any other type of insurance from anywhere in the U.S. Another uh, sponsor that can help you from anywhere in the U.S. is Tag Accounting. TagCPA.net. Get your taxes done by Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting. Anywhere in the U.S., you can upload all your documents through his online portal and you're good to go. It's going to cost you sometimes less than 100 sometimes more than 100 It depends on your return. But you will get more money back than you've ever gotten before because you have a certified public accountant who knows everything there is to know about getting you the money that you are entitled to when your taxes are done appropriately. Uh, take This is what I want you to do. I want you to take your TurboTax and um, stick it up your ass because that's where it it needs to be. I look no further than audience member Nick, who's in the chat of this right now, who one year later is still fucked because he fucked up the TurboTax thing. Skip that shit. Just call Troy and he'll take care of everything. 616-301-9516 for tagcpa.net. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Chris says, quote, the boring, the boring machine is broken. We used to have a drop on the Free Baron Hot Wings show. It was um, when some business, some company was uh, making a big tunnel in uh, Massachusetts, I think, for some type of mass transit. And there was a machine called a boring machine. 
that digs a fucking hole. And when the machine broke, there was a news story. And one of the quotes was, ladies and gentlemen, the boring machine is stuck. And Fever says, pull that drop. And when he's droning, play it. And I said, that's brilliant. Yes, I will. Lift the goddamn drop. And one day I could feel like the blood pooling in my fucking feet. And I know it's happening again. And he's. (laughs) And I hit that fucking drop. Stopped him dead in his tracks. Oh, my God. Oh, that was fantastic. Ben, do you still have that that drop? The boring machine is stuck. I know that you had a bunch of drops from the old show, and then Freebear got mad at you because you took them, and he, uh, he gave you a scolding. He says, no, LOL. Yeah, I don't know how to get it. If anybody else, if anybody's listening to old stuff on Freebird and Hot Wings ever, and you hear a drop, get me the goddamn drop. Some of those we got off news stories that are impossible to get now. You know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Ben deleted everything after the scolding. He didn't want to get in trouble. I think Ben went through a phase. There was a spot in in Ben's life when after the BBL thing went down, which we just recently passed our five-year fireversary. I think it was like months later, Ben did some scorched earth thing or something like that on your old pal EZ. But prior to that, Ben posted like a, didn't you post like some weirdo apology to free beer and hot wings and like, uh, uh, took all their bobbleheads and sucked the dick of the bobbleheads or something like that on video. I don't know what the fuck you were like, uh, I don't know what the fuck was going on. We're like, what the fuck is Ben doing? <laughs> ben says yes on Reddit. I bet you right now he looks back on that. I was like, ah, oh, God, I wish I hadn't done that. Hey, don't worry about it. Ben says it was stupid and embarrassing. Your brain was all fucked up then. You know, you're much more uh, cohesive now. I think you're in a much better spot now. It was stupid and embarrassing. Hey, we've all been there, Ben. It's only the real asshole that would bring it up again. Like me. Fucking cool. You're great. Um, All right. I'm going to take a leak. Ben's going to crack some jokes in the chat and keep you all entertained. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. All right. I've made a decision on who are these free beers. I think we need, we need a full beat up on hot wings because hot wings, I mean, he gets attacked, but free beer gets it the most on who are these free beers. 
And uh, I think we need to really make Hot Wings the focus on the latest edition with the infamous I Bent My Garage story. So I'm going to use the time leading up to the show on Thursday to give you the background here. More so. Uh, one more thing on the story. On uh, That's a great idea, Tyler. Who are these free beers? Hot Wings edition. Hot Wings, uh, twice a day, he does a thing called a hot take. And it's it's not hot. I guess a hot take is something that no one else would dare say. And then you make it your opinion. So, like, around here, I guess, you know, off the top of my head, if you, if you made a um, comment about uh, having three feet of snow in your front yard is better than a warm, sunny day. You know, something that no one would say, that's a hot take. Corey says, so it's what Hot Wings thinks, but with a stupid name. It's much shorter. All it is is him saying, hey, I'm Hot Wings with a hot take. And then he goes, um, he taught, he mentioned, I forgot what, how he said it. It wasn't really a hot take, but he, he mentioned about how he bent his garage and then he didn't elaborate. And then they went to commercial and then he comes back and he, he, you know, he gets down to the, he really drills down deep as to what happened in this stupid uh, moment when he backed his truck through the wall of his garage in laugh talking, painstaking detail. <laughs> Ben's written form of the hot take is making me laugh. Please keep doing it. Ben writes hot take. I have a favorite spoon. That's a real thing. And to see it written and heard it spoken it doesn't seem like it could be real. It seems like just a joke, but he actually did do a hot take when he said, I have a favorite spoon. <laughs> and what's entertaining is thinking that he thinks that's good. Uh, Corey says hot takes are like, quote, Stalin was a pretty cool guy. And crazy shit like that. That's a hot take. Uh, ben says the drops came after they hired Justin when I was with Eric at BBL. Freebeer mentioned hiring me to the guys after we were fired from BBL, but the rest were still mad about the drops, which is ridiculous because... 90% of those drops are things that we pulled from like TV shows and movies. Not a big deal. I have a favorite spoon. Oh, all right. So there you go. Who are these free beers? The hot wings edition. You guys have just, uh, Tyler has just named the show. We already have a name. Uh, for this week's edition of Who Are These Free Beers? Uh, Taylor Swift. Let's talk Taylor Swift. You're like, no. 
Now, I, I like talking about Taylor Swift. You can't be mad at Taylor Swift because people like her. You can't be mad at Taylor Swift because they put the camera on her. You got to understand that we live in a world where people care about Taylor Swift. Do you think that, uh, I'm, I'm sure that every time that there's been something like this in pop culture, like there was a time when like everybody was sick of Michael Jackson when he was just a pop star and not a child molester. The Beatles, same thing. Now fucking John Lennon decided he wanted to like take a little bit of the edge off. So he announced that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. That's a true story, by the way. Shortly after they came to the U.S., everybody's got its Beatlemania. John Lennon says, we're more popular than Jesus. I don't know if he sounded like that. And then all the hillbillies hated that. So you go into a southern town and they're burning Beatle records because those brainwashed fucking kids. Like, no way, our parents told us, no, fuck you. We're going to burn the Beatles. Taylor Swift, if she wants to take a little bit of the edge off, she needs to announce that she's more popular than Jesus or something like that. I don't know if that's her thing, though. But it's gotten to a point now where if you are at a Chiefs game and you have an interaction with Taylor Swift, they're going to do a whole feature on you. Remember at the Chiefs game, she gave uh, like a hundred dollar tips to everybody that was working in the uh, in the box, and that story went around the world ten times. She's more then that makes her even more popular. Uh, right here, Taylor Swift is in the box, and this lady here with her hand up, giving her a high five, they became like fast friends at the last game for the chiefs. It was like zero degrees and Taylor's in there and the windows are open to the box. So it's kind of, it's not nearly as cold in there as it is down on the field or down in the stands. Well, I guess Swift, when she's at the game, she's always like high fiving all the other fans and she's being real cool, you know, and everybody seems to like her. Well, this lady here, Taylor thought that this chick looked a little too cold. So she had like this big scarf and gave that chick the scarf. And she goes, here, you're freezing. You need this more than I do. And she gave her the scarf. Okay. Now that scarf, what? It probably only cost like 20 or $30,000. And look at, it's the biggest thing going. This story is huge that Taylor Swift gave her the scarf. So she probably got, just by giving her that scarf in this picture being taken in this story, she probably made another $900 million. Corey, Ben says, hot take, I'm a leaf peeper. Hot take. I love the smell of campfire smoke. These are all real things. 
Corey says, be mad at the NFL, not her. They are making way too big a deal of her at games. I can promise you that's a mandate from the league. They have a larger fan base now, the league, especially the Chiefs, because Taylor Swift is involved. If Taylor Swift is involved in anything, it's going to be super popular. If Taylor Swift decided that, you know, she likes lynchings, everybody would love lynching. They would, they would put, they would, they would have a whole league. If she went to visit, like, what are the Nazi death camps? Just like on a, you know, how people do, they go, they visit, they see the history. She would end up having a concert there. It's that absurd. No matter what it is, Taylor Swift, if she's at it, it's the thing to do. Beth Vansel, brave Kansas City's Baron Cold for the Chiefs' first playoff game of the postseason. So Swift is going to be in Buffalo. Now, this is not good. All right. Uh, the Bills, you know, like, you know, eight weeks ago, everybody was wondering if the Bills are going to make the playoffs. They uh, run the table. Now they're hosting Kansas City. This will be the first playoff game that Patrick Mahomes has been in that's not at home other than Super Bowls in his entire career. That's fucking crazy, by the way. Uh, Bills fans are horrible. They're the worst. They're just aggressive. They're drunk. They're stupid. Uh, They're going to do some fucked up shit. I wouldn't be surprised if she lives. I mean, if she doesn't live, if they actually kill Taylor Swift, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. They're that bad. In Kansas City, Swift watched the game from the player's box with the mom, uh, posed for selfies with Vansel and her friend, chit-chatted. Taylor called Vansel a good luck charm. And then the quote, this is what seals it. Vansel, the fan says Taylor was so down to earth. If you can be, if you can be one of the richest people on the planet and just be normal. Oh my God. Your wealth is going to increase dramatically. She's just a normal Kansas city chiefs fan enjoying the playoffs. When the game started, Vansel wanted to play it cool. And the duo waited for Swift to interact with her seat neighbors first. Smart play. She gave us a high five, and then we were high-fiving the whole game. Taylor's like, make sure that you get pictures of me high-fiving these ugly people. If that happens, that's going to help me. Look at, here's Vansel, the lady on the right with her new scarf, and the friend. And then here's Taylor with... Um, with them, with Mahomes' wife. Taylor, of course, with her mouth wide open, as always. And uh, this chick's trying to imitate her, I think. Looks just like her. That's what you do. 
Here these three are. Taylor probably bought all these people the gear. God damn. Well, I'll tell you what. I am not guy to diss Taylor Swift. First of all, you um put your life into your own hands if you do that. You don't want to be the guy surrounded by Taylor Swift fans to say, fuck Taylor Swift. You get the shit kicked out of you. Uh, I sat next to my niece a couple weeks ago when I was visiting Wally. And she's like a huge Taylor Swift fan. And you can't... The thing about Taylor Swift fans, if they suspect that you're not a a Taylor Swift fan, you got to work to convince them that you are not a belligerent. You know? If you kind of um, say anything that can be interpreted as negative or aggressive in any way towards Taylor Swift... That's how you wind up with a fucking fork in your eye. So you just got to maybe just uh, play it cool. Try not to tip your hand, even if you do hate Taylor Swift. Because if you do, that could be a problem. Bob says, rat face trailer park skank. Wait a minute. Are you trying to say Taylor Swift is a rat face trailer park skank? How could you possibly say that? Tyler says, hot wings, hot take. Taylor Swift is popular. Yeah, man, you're playing with fire when you go after Swift. Don't do it. Uh, more on uh, on Taylor. This is, um, this is crazy. So basically, on the Today Show website, You've got a whole fucking story about some chick who gave Taylor Swift a high five. Meanwhile, Newsweek did a whole story on how Travis Kelsey's mom reacts to Taylor Swift screeching in new video. So as you can see, there's uh, Swift... And Kelsey's mother. By the way, Kelsey's mom looks exactly like Jason Kelsey. The fat bastard who plays for the Eagles. I'm here to tell you that if Travis Kelsey looked like Jason Kelsey, who looks like their mom, Taylor Swift would not be dating Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's mom is so homely that they should put a bag over her head. There, that's a hot take. Travis Kelsey's mom is such a dog, she shouldn't be seen in public. I'm hot wings, and that's what I think. Well, they're making a big deal because Swift screams. Of course, her mouth is open. And then the mom doesn't react. That's that's Taylor yelling. Come on! And and mom Kelsey does not react. I would um. I would hate to be seated in front of her because I would probably 
I would probably be like turning around and trying to talk to her. Uh, yeah, Bob does think that she's a rat-faced trailer park skank. That couldn't be further from the truth. She's not rat-faced. She's beautiful. Uh, she's never lived in a trailer park, and she's not skanky. So that's ridiculous to say. Uh, the Kelsey, the the ugly one, it looks like his mom is retiring, apparently. Corey says, quote, today, Taylor Swift high fives a fan. Later on, 10,000 more Palestinians killed. But Taylor Swift attended an NFL game. Aram says, shouldn't Swift be careful with her voice doing all that screaming? Yes. Star Wars sucks 69. That is uh, Jim, I believe. I'd love to see the Bills Mafia put her through a table. Can you now, again, if she's trying to capture the, hey, I'm a down-to-earth girl, if I'm Taylor Swift, I go over to the nearest Bills tailgate and I say to them, put me through a table. Like the type of table, I've seen now that the Bills tables uh, are getting more, the tables that, that, People get thrown through. That's becoming even more elaborate somehow. Since the Bills are hosting the Chiefs, I think it's important to get Stu McAllister in here. No guarantee as to whether we'll get him or not. Hey, Stu, how are you? Hold on, there we go. Sounds good. It sounds good. How are you? Doing a lot better than I was yesterday morning. Did you get into like some type of uh, accident or something? Oh no, I was just nervous about the game. That's all. Oh, the football game. Yes, the yeah. Bills. The Bills are fucking great. It's a big victory, man. Big victory. I love that. And um, uh, they. I mean, Pittsburgh's a pile of shit. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, I was just talking about like eight weeks ago, people were talking about the Bills not making the playoffs, and now they have home right. field, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be Kansas City, I think, on Sunday. They may. Um, I, so. I, I wanted to uh, talk to you about the Bills Mafia. Oh, boy. And um, how, first of all, they're getting more elaborate. I notice now the trend now is to light the table on fire. Yeah, I've seen a lot of jerseys go up in flames. <laughs> would you ever be willing to jump through? Because I know you jump through tables all the time. Oh, yeah. Would you jump through one that's on fire? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, keep that in the back of your head. And yeah. uh, maybe even throw that out there to your audience that if they win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you're going to do the fire table. Sure, let's do it. Okay, and then next, do you think it would be a good idea... I, cause I was just talking about, I think Taylor Swift, she, she's always like, uh, Hey, I'm one of the common people, you know? And she'll like, if she high fives somebody, it's a big news story. Wouldn't right. it be something yeah, sure. if she wandered over into the parking lot and said, put me through a table. <laughs> She'd die. She weighs like 80 pounds. She would die. I think that she would see, um, that's how she gets a lot of her popularity increases like a uh, tenfold. 
every time she does something like that. You know, something like an average person does. So, you know, maybe get video of her getting thrown through a table and maybe like uh, 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 suck off some ugly guy. Do some uh, bowling ball shots, have uh, ketchup squirting on her face. Right. Be the greatest. Yes. You know, I mean, typical Buffalo fan, you know, just some fat fuck guinea guy and just suck him off right there in the parking lot. Oh, my God, Taylor. She's like, I'm working on a new album. Yeah, she can write a song about the time she sucked off the fat fucking Dago in the Bills parking lot. <laughs> Buffalo is full of Italian people, for sure. <laughs> Dude, that was a great Detroit game, too, man. Super, yeah. super good to see the Lions win. That was awesome. Dude, that was some fucked up shit. I, uh, you know, it's it's a different different world for me when they're playing. I, I don't really enjoy it. It was so intense. I, I almost couldn't handle it. I know how you feel, man. I know how you feel. You're like, ah, you know, tense. You're like, ah fuck they're gonna blow it and right, then they right. don't and, and then, then they don't and then you know what's interesting though is like it's a lot different though because the bills have been playing for you know either to win the super bowl or go to the super bowl like sure. so many times at the right. end of the day when the lions won that game and it was all wrapped up and over and done with i was like jesus christ it was a stupid <laughs> wild card game where <laughs> i you know this there's, there's so much more that has to happen Right, 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 right. But you got it one at a time, man. One at a time. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's it. I just wanted to run that by you about Taylor Swift going through a table. I think it'd be fantastic. Oh, I would I would love to see that happen, and I, I will go through a flaming table. All right. I want to be there for it, too. You got it, man. I'll let everybody know. Okay, keep it between the lines. <laughs> All right. Okay, fair see enough. Stu McAllister, I just cut him off. Absolute legend. Uh, Linda says, I may have to take a step back from football next year. It stresses me out too much. Well, I think you will. A, you don't have a college team to root for anymore. Uh, and for some reason, I don't know why this is. You may have told me, I think you're the, the I think you root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Isn't that right? I think. I, I can't tell if you rate, root for Pittsburgh more than you do the Lions. But I think you root for two teams. I was like, how the fuck do you root for two teams? I just don't understand it. I don't understand that. And I don't understand asshole who just, like, roots for the Lions and then suddenly stops rooting for the Lions because they suck so bad for so many years that they you just pick up another, I'm going to root for this team now because I said so, you asshole. Linda says, well, I still have MSU. No, you don't. Yeah. Try, you need to, yeah, you're right. You do need to step back from Rape University. Yes, I'm a Steelers fan. No, not more than the Lions. Nick, the electrician, says, I've been an Eagles fan for 20 years. Uh, hold on a second. 20 years. So 2003, you started rooting for the Eagles. All right. I'm guessing that puts you in your 20s. 
Were you that were you that dick that rooted for the Lions and then decided that you were going to stop rooting for the Lions and then start rooting for the Eagles? Because you need to be kicked in the balls if that's the case. Linda says, I became a Steelers fan in the 70s because my dad hated Dallas in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's dumb. I like my story. It's so much better than yours. I turned on the TV and the Lions were winning and I decided I liked watching winners. But that was bullshit because after that game, they hadn't won again until uh, last week. Um, Chris says, which one's team throws the batteries? Yes, that's the Eagles fans. All right. Uh, a little bit more. Sorry about <laughs> talking about sports. Fuck you. I make sports talk interesting. Sports talk sucks. I hate sports talk. The Dallas Cowboys had a great regular season. All right. It got weird when they won that weird one against the Lions. Karma takes over. That fat fuck, Mike McCarthy, uh, he's going to get fucking fired. Dak Prescott, the quarterback, he's a huge pile of shit. They're going to cut his ass. Uh, This psychopath, uh, racist uh, owner, Jerry Jones. You know, I had forgotten all about Jerry Jones and the segregation picture. You remember that? forgot how long ago we talked about that jerry jones of the uh of the dallas cowboys the owner <clears throat> this was the day when he was growing up that the black kids uh were going to school we're going to be uh, merged with the fucking white kids at the school you know they find like all right integration Enough of this shit. Here's Jerry Jones in this picture. The black kids are coming into the school and these white kids are like blocking the door of the school. This kid, you can tell he's looking ready to, he's ready to kick some ass. That's a horrible picture. Look at that look on his face. And the fact that he's outside of the school with a, with a, with a dart in his mouth. And this other kid behind him laughing in the face of the black kids. I wish these black kids would have beat the shit out of all these fucking crackers. Well, Jerry Jones is the circled one here. Good news for Jerry Jones. He doesn't have like any aggressive look on his face. He's just looking on. Uh, When this all broke, this all broke. I forgot how long ago this was. Uh, November of 22. Uh, Jones said, I was just a curious kid at the time. Audio check, video check. This is uh, from that story. 
former students who tried to enter an all-white high school in Arkansas when a crowd of white students, including now Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, surrounded them. It happened 65 years ago, and a photo of that incident unearthed this week by the Washington Post is getting a lot of attention. Jones said... How about the kid here? It looks like he's taking a shit. ...that he was just a, quote, curious 15-year-old who wanted to see what was going on and did not take part in the confrontation. That's kind of like that scene from Forrest Gump. When Forrest is in Alabama there and then, they, and then the chick drops her book and Forrest picks it up. That's like the look that Jerry Jones has on his face. Our Scott Gordon has an exclusive update. September 1957, North Little Rock High School. Six black students try to go inside after they're invited to meet with the... Screw Jerry Jones. I want to interview the kid with the dart in his mouth and the other kid laughing. Superintendent. Off to the side, there's Jerry Jones, then a 15-year-old sophomore. And there, in the long-sleeved plaid shirt, is 17-year-old senior Harold Gene Smith. The only thing I really remember about that is that they stood right there on the steps where we couldn't get in. And uh, they were making sounds and noise and saying things that, uh, but that didn't, that didn't really bother us. But my, my father had already prepared us for that. Smith, now 82 and living in Ohio, remembers the confrontation didn't last long. He just stood there once they blocked us from going in. We turned around with the preachers and, and went back home. Smith, huh. who happens to be a lifelong Cowboys fan, says he oh, no. <laughs> learned years ago that Jerry Jones was one of the faces in that group of white students. That's incredible. He's a Cowboys fan. So if you're Jerry Jones, you got to like, you know, you, you got to turn this around and say, well, he's getting season tickets. How about them Cowboys? But it wasn't until the Washington Post published the picture a few days ago that most people knew Jones was there and reporters asked about it. That was, uh, uh, gosh. Oh, uh, no. 60, 65 years ago and uh, a curious kid. I can believe that. Did you say I can or can't? And he was just curious. Okay. Smith, one of only three of the six black still can't students tell. still living, says he forgives Jones. I say if he had any animosity, I don't know, but I have forgiven him for whatever reason he was there. I don't know what was in Mr. Jones' head. Yeah, that guy's doing it all wrong. You gotta you gotta act all pissed off and give Jerry the opportunity to bring him up to the suite or something. I was not there. Back then, Sarah Davidson was just 9 or 10 years old, Aww. still in elementary school. Now, she's the incoming president of the Alumni Association of the former All Black High School, which closed in 1970 as nearby Little Rock High School and others across the South were desegregated. She says the... F well, what a, what a sh time... I mean, the fact that you're in a school with all black people and they, they tell you, all right, uh, we're going to... Bring you to the white, where, where the white, you blend the schools. God damn, that would be fucking terrifying. Photo surfaced in the post only after Jones himself told an Arkansas historian he was in the picture. We're very thankful for Jerry Jones volunteering that information. He is give, connecting us to history even more. Oh, he's so lucky. As for what she would say to Jones today. I would say, Jerry, it's nice to meet you. And I, I read your interview. And I do understand where you're coming from. You're a product, you were a product of your environment. You were a product of your culture. I just looked at it as a past. That, that was in the past. And, and you don't judge people by the past. You're judging by the future. Yeah, but that's no fucking fun. 
Having said that... You gotta judge him by the past. That's how we entertain ourselves. Fuck that shit. Smith says he still believes Jones could have hired more black people in important management roles like head coach and still can. He stands in a position now where he could do more for blacks than he, than he has done. I'm not comfortable Okay, that. now, Rebecca, you notice that that black man said he could do more for blacks. Uh, and then he says than he has done. Uh, so I... I Remember you said, EZ, you sound like a racist when you say the blacks. Is it because I use the word the? Now where he could do more for blacks than he, than he has done. I'm not comfortable with where we are in America. Uh, we need to heal. We're not where we should have been after all those years. An old photo reopening racial wounds. You know, it seemed like a long time ago to me. In a country that still hasn't healed. Scott Gordon, NBC5. Yeah, I really wish they would track down the kid with the dart and the laughing kid. I mean, that's, that's, who gives a shit that it's Jerry Jones? Well, Sarah Davidson says that she's writing a book about the history of African-American life in North Little Rock from 1850 to 2000. She says she would love to interview Jerry. All right. There you go. Very interesting. Uh. Amy says the woman is a class act. Rebecca says yes, adding the to it sounds bad. I'm just trying to help you if you say that outside of here. Oh, I know. I I, I wasn't taking it personal. I, I know that that's not in your, uh, you're not like some of these idiots here trying to rub my face and shit. I know that very much. No, I I think that's the joke. I know it sounds bad and that's why I do it. Because it sounds bad. And everybody knows uh, that I that there's nothing racist about me. Kenny says, she's trying to help you, motherfucker. See, I want to live in a world where things like saying the blacks, or the and it's also the emphasis because I go blacks, the whites, the gays. I want to live in a world where uh, that's okay. I mean, it's not my fault that the people before me were such racist assholes that talking like that is considered to be offensive. That doesn't make your old pal easy like that. Matt says, hot take. Calling cigarettes darts sounds cool. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway. Jerry Jones is giving like an ultimatum to the team now. Uh, It hasn't been 24 hours yet, and I'm still in shock, said Dallas Cowboys cornerback Jordan Lewis. I'm telling you, this is karma for what they did to the Lions. It's just fantastic. McCarthy's Cowboys become the first team to win 12 games in three straight years and failed to make the conference championship in any of them. Wow. So they just suck. And now Jones is saying, all right, we got to win. We are the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys haven't won shit since 1995. That makes me quite happy. Quite happy indeed. Okay. Um, pause to talk about the Grand Rapids Gold. GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. Uh, The next game isn't until February. 
So you've got time to plan it. GrandRapidsGold.com. Thursdays and Fridays, $2 beers, $2 dogs. We had a uh, Martin Luther King Jr. celebration game yesterday. Uh, GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. Thinking about buying a house? You're going to need a mortgage. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All over the U.S., they want to help you. Call 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores. O'Neill, no. Ma- uh, Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. God forbid you have something bad happen during these exceptionally cold days. Right now where I sit, it's 8 degrees. 616-516-8579. Come here, darling. That's 616-516-8579. Come say hi. Come here. She's not feeling it. Uh, You too can get the furnace tuned up for free. Just by calling and scheduling with Joe, 616-516-8579. He's teamed up with DTE Energy, making it possible for you to get your furnace tuned for absolutely no cost. And it's as simple as you call, you schedule, Joe shows up, he tunes, he leaves. Thank you to Joe. 616-516-8579. All right. So some guy in Chicago is pissed off. He's suing 27 women and he's suing Facebook. There's an organization. It's a uh, a Facebook page, a private group called, are we dating the same guy? And what you do is uh, there's people all across uh, the whatever area. There's different uh, little pockets of localities where you can uh, be part of the group. And then uh, let's say, um, you're a chick who has a bad experience with a dude. You go on there and say, oh, this guy was a fucking asshole, man. He's terrible. He was a real piece of shit. You know, you could former, uh, uh radio star, Joe Gaslight is probably all over this goddamn thing. It's in Chicago. Wouldn't surprise me. Come here. Oh, oh hello. Hello. Sometimes I need hugs from my puppy. Just a puppy. Uh, oh, shit. This article was for free, and now it's not. What's going on? What's going on? Well, anyway, the guy is suing. I'll have to get access to the story and then share it with you on Patreon. The guy is suing because all these chicks have been talking shit about him. Yeah, he sucks. I didn't like this about him. And so all of these women are getting sued. And on its surface, you think, well, the guy must be a real piece of shit. Now, outside of anything criminal, he might have a case. Let's just say you're bad on a date or you got a bad personality. Is it okay for someone to talk about the way you were publicly like that. I can't figure out if he would have a case or not. I'm not a legal expert by any means. But if he dates people and then they 
you know, one-on-one dates and then they don't have a good time with them or he, whatever, he doesn't open the door or he's just a douchebag. And then they go to that site and they, and they, they write a poor review about him, And it, uh, you know, all of a sudden all these women are coming out of the woodwork saying, oh yeah, that's right. He is a piece of shit. And they're letting the guy have it. Is, is that, like uh the type of thing that you could sue over is that defamation kenny says how does facebook even allow them to comment negative about uh about him i tried to comment last week that the owner of the titans is an idiot and facebook flagged my comment that's exactly right i don't know that's a great point why in the world would you think the owner of the Tennessee Titans is an idiot? Rebecca says, don't be a dick and women won't talk about you. Yeah, I get that. But can you still um, like write it publicly like that? Chicago man sues 27 women. That's not the article I'm looking for. Hang on. Nick D'Ambrosio claims he was defamed on the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. He's seeking $75 million in damages following negative reviews posted on the Facebook page, alleging a substantial dent in his reputation. The defamatory comments flooded the Facebook group after his name and photo were shared last year. The defendants broadcast their, uh, this is from his lawyer, their outrageous, cruel, and malicious lies about the complainant with knowledge that the statements were false or with reckless disregard as whether or not they were true. Their wrongful conduct is so outrageous in character and so extreme in degree that it is all It is beyond all possible bounds of decency and is to be regarded as atrocious and utterly intolerable in a civilized community. So the lawyer for the defendant is saying, yeah, they're just making shit up. These are all lies. It's not true. The private Facebook group originally originating from New York is part of a broader network where women candidly exchange info about their negative dating experiences in various cities. Looking for red flags. This all started when he mentioned. uh, He he was mentioned in the Facebook page. After he met a woman at a Chicago event last year. Leading to consensual sex the same night. Despite a series of what he describes as unremarkable dates. Mr. D'Ambrosio claims that they were never in an exclusive relationship. He says the woman later went on Facebook and spread lies about him, claiming that he got too clingy too quickly, showed off his money, and kept talking about how I don't want to see his bad side, especially when he was on business calls. After her post, many other women commented, sharing similar experiences or mentioning a past warning about his behavior. (laughs) That's crazy, though, that... Uh, you know, whatever, it doesn't work out. 
and the chick goes and posts, you know, all this shit about him. And then all these other women come out of the woodwork. It's like, oh, God damn. I went out with him a few times just over a year ago. He told me that I wanted to, that he told me what I wanted to hear until I slept with him. And then he ghosted. I'd steer clear, commented one woman as per a screenshot provided in the legal filing. Another woman wrote, he's been posted here before. The poster said he sent her a slew of texts calling her names because she didn't want to spend the night with him. According to Mr. D'Ambrosio, the woman who first posted about him did so with her real name, but changed it to anonymous after his lawyers contacted her last month. All right. Uh, Yes, you're right. If you don't want women to speak poorly of you, you should probably learn to be a gentleman. However, when you think about uh, the idea of one woman talking to another, that's one thing. But, I mean, like posting it, his contention is you're posting all this stuff about me to the world. That's where he thinks this is the problem. After Becca wrote, don't be a dick and women won't talk about you. Uh, I see lots of Kenny. All right. I disagree, Becca. There are tons of women who date complete dicks all the time. I know plenty of very good guys who have had a hard time because of it. Many ladies want the bad boy. All I know is Kenny wrote a bunch of shit and then he wrote, erg, too many typos. Yeah. Those aren't typos. That's you pressing send before you read. Prior to that, you can still save it. But you're such a clumsy, fat-fingered fuck that you fuck everything up and just send, send, send. Don't ever be uh, mistaking this. You are the worst. It's impossible to correspond with you or anyone when you are corresponding yourself. All of a sudden, the whole column says Zill underscore Jin with fucked up shit. Now he's lashing out and telling me to go fuck myself. I didn't do anything wrong. I simply commented on what is in front of me. And that is your scribble scrabble. You fucking moron. Well, anyway, I don't necessarily think that this guy is, uh, well, I think he's, he's probably is a dick. This guy. All right. But, uh, publicly posting about the guy. Well, it's a private site, but still a lot of people are on. It's a private page. I think that he has a case. I think he's got a case. I'll be interested to see where this goes. 
doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win it, but I think he's got a case. All right. Thank you to Impact Power Sports. They're online at Impact Power Sports MI as I wind up this show. They're in Rockford, Michigan. Check out their inventory of fantastic toys and fun things you can buy, like motorcycles, side-by-sides, ATVs, golf carts. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha dealer of golf carts, the best in the business. Check them out online, impactpowersportsmi.com, or head up to Rockford, Michigan, and check out the selection. They have a popcorn maker. You will love it. This is the type of place it's family-owned, like the dogs wandering around, this beautiful golden. I think they have a... um, uh, a Great Dane, too, at Impact Power Sports. Go see the Great Dane dog. How about those? I love Great Danes, but they only live like two months. ImpactPowerSportsMI.com. As we speak, Throat Slash Dale is plowing. 231-740-4098 for superior cleaning, power washing, and snow plowing. 231 And last but not least, Blue Frost IT, when you have any technical issues, you want to get the computers fixed, maybe upgrade the office. Blue Frost IT, they are the managed IT service provider for this show. All right. Asshole of the day. Yesterday, it was EZ's not-so-neighborly neighbor. I like how you all sniffed out who it was. That was pretty fantastic, by the way. All right. Asshole of the day. Who is it going to be? Ashley for dogging me for sports talk. We talked about Trump beating the shit out of everybody. Uh, The Bucks murder the Eagles. Hot Wings and his long-winded story about smashing up his garage. Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys, Taylor Swift. People that slap, uh, slap five with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's uh, future mother-in-law. Jason Kelsey looking like his mom. A guy in Chicago who's suing because chicks are talking shit about him. I don't know. Darla for not wanting to hug you. Uh, I'm going to take this suggestion. Brandis, who lives in Iowa, she does not like Iowans. People in Iowa. Now, you have to understand, I'm going to put it in there and make it asshole today, but they're just doing their job. They had to vote for somebody. Cole says Taylor Swift. Matt says Jerry Jones. All right. We'll go with the Iowans. Happy Tuesday to you. Dear Meathead, tomorrow. Reach out, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com on the Shortliner Striping Inbox if you have a question for Dad. Until next time, thank you, folks. I'll talk to you on Patreon. Bye-bye.